Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of Down the HR Rabbit Hole, brought to you by Crescent HR and Crescent Payroll Solutions. My name is Sanders Offner, and I am the president of CPS. Very excited about today's podcast. Been uh, been looking forward to this one for quite a bit once we found out who was going to be our special guests. So I think today is going to provide a ton of content, uh, a ton of useful information for business owners, HR professionals that are, are interested in this topic as well. And I'm just looking forward to some good conversations today. So uh, before we introduce our special guest, I do want to introduce Philip Carrillo, who is, who is our HR advisor for Crescent HR. Welcome, Philip. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. As always. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so I guess I'll go in now on the uh, topic that we're discussing today. And I have my own preface, which is that as an HR professional, what we're discussing today is very needed. Most HR professionals, if I'm uh, able to project here, find benefits administration a very difficult topic to approach. There's a lot of strategy when it comes to benefits. It is usually the second highest line item on the balance sheet at businesses, and it is um, it can be leveraged for all kinds of purposes if you know what you're doing and if you're partnering with the right person who can help enlighten and illuminate your path. So today, our two guests are Courtney Robichaud and Wayne Frisang, and they are both consultants with Gallagher Benefit Services Incorporated. Welcome to the show, both of you. We are so grateful to have you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, okay, so my name is Courtney Robichaud. I went to Mississippi State, graduated in 2019. Go dogs. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 2019, I started the internship program at Gallagher and um, and then started full-time in September. So ever since then, I've um, been working with Wayne um, for the past two years, and it's been a great experience so far. Very cool. How about you, Wayne? All right, I'm Wayne Forsang. Um, I actually uh, graduated from the real Mississippi school, Ole Miss, in uh, 1996. <laughs> Um, I graduated in insurance and finance. Um, I was the first um, graduating class of the insurance uh, class at, uh, at Ole Miss. And um, so been to my 25th year um, over at, uh, in the insurance business. Um, I went over to Gallagher about 10 years ago. Um, and uh, we have an office of about 30 people in the Metairie office. Um, our main office is out of Baton Rouge. Um, but we uh, specialize in employee benefits. Um, and that, that role has changed a lot over the last 10 years. Um, and that's what we're here to talk today, talk today about. So uh, thank you all for having us. Very cool. The title of our podcast today is World of Benefits Since COVID-19, which even makes this more relevant. Uh, how on earth has COVID changed the insurance business, if at all? Wow. So, uh, yeah, the insurance business over the last year has been uh, very interesting, to say the least. Um, we, uh, we can look at it from a couple different angles. Um, Normally, we look at it from the consultant side, but we like to step back and look at it from the employee side, the employer side, which is, you know, the HR professionals um, and the owners of the companies. Um, but from the employee side, um, you know, accessing your benefits was a big deal during this year. Um, not having a, a company office, most of us could not go into the offices. Um, you know, accessing your benefits, a lot of times you couldn't get into an emergency room. Um, emergency rooms were packed with uh, COVID patients. And if you had any other ailments, or if you were just typically sick from something else, we didn't have access to the, to the doctor's offices, to the hospitals. Um, so there were certain things that were already in place that really came into play 
and nobody really understood how important things like telemedicine were. Uh, telemedicine is is a, a piece of a, an employee benefit package that just about every company has, and most didn't know about um, until COVID. Uh, telemedicine is um, one of the aspects where you have um, access to a doctor through a, a video chat, um, through your cell phone, through your iPad, uh, computer, and it's a way of being able to talk to a doctor face to face. They can prescribe medicine, they can give you advice over the phone, and um, it's just a way of accessing care without having to go into a doctor's office. Uh, so from an employee's perspective, accessing the care was the biggest deal. Um, and looking back at it, um, we were all moving to that area anyway. It just moved at light speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and dealing with companies like CPS, uh, Crescent Payroll Solutions, um, we um, dealing with them and some of their employers. Um, there's other things like VIN admin systems, which are benefit administration systems. Um, that is a way of connecting the benefits to the payroll company. Uh, back when I first started in the business, I don't think I've ever talked to a payroll company. Nowadays, we are hand-in-hand with payroll companies because that's where the benefits have to be paid from. Um, and nowadays, we, we talk to the, the payroll companies every day. Um, so from the employee perspective, just accessing your benefits from the payroll perspective, from the, the doctor's office, from even talking to your employer. And that's where a lot of, a lot of what I saw with the companies that we have as, uh, as clients, they were having trouble relaying information out to their employees. Um, so a lot of their employees were not in the office. Um, so how do, you, how do you portray benefits to them? Um, so it really became the, the, the point where um, somebody was uh, at, at the point of their, uh, whether or not they're gonna be fired or let go or laid off. Um, and a lot of the companies that we had um, had to make that decision whether they keep people on payroll. Um, and a lot of the, the businesses tried to do what they could. Um, and but then Cobra state continuation all of those things came into play what happens to an employee when they have to go on Cobra or state continuation Um, and now they've got some new rules and regulations that are coming up now um, that are being passed in legislation that really really ties everything together and 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 relaying all that information from the HR perspective is just it's just harder and harder and that's really where the virtual world is, is just coming into play these days. So, Wayne, I have a question. Yes. You know, we, we've done a podcast um, on the remote workforce and some of the challenges that's it, it's faced employers with COVID-19. Um, we firmly believe that even as we move out of this pandemic, that the remote workforce is here to stay. Absolutely. So how, how integral is the, the technology that Gallagher uses with your clients, with the employers that you work with, you know, I, I would think that's on the forefront to be able to at least communicate good benefits. You know, obviously these uh, on-site enrollments are, are, are tough to go by. So what is Gallagher doing from a technology perspective to really ease the burden of the employer to keep their employees engaged with their employee benefits? Well, uh, Gallagher was on the forefront of a lot of this technology prior to uh, COVID, uh, thank God. Um, but but after that, um, during COVID, we were able to really spring into action um, with a lot of the technology that we have. Um, one of the things being from New Orleans, um, we love the personal human touch, um, and we lost that in this last year. Um, but virtually, it was necessary, and not being able to be in person with a lot of employees was tough. 
Um, but it made it easier with the virtual world. We we're able to do um, webinars, Zoom calls, um, any of these technologies with the BIN admin systems. Um, and I keep saying BIN admin, but benefit administration systems. Um, it really helps us with enrollment. It helps us with during the year when people can access the, the benefits without having to call their HR professional and bothering them. Um, and I, I don't say bothering them, but on a daily basis, it's tough to stop what you're doing to discuss the benefits of a, you know, a particular individual. Can I cut um, in there a little bit? Yeah, um, as the Ben admin person at one yes. point in time, <laughs> one would appreciate yeah. a very concise, um, legible benefits packet right. that um, alleviates some of the burden of constant answering of questions for employees. There are a couple of things that I took out of um, the last couple of answers that you've given or the last um, tidbits of information. Two, one is, is the care access. Care access has just completely changed. I mean, my doctors won't even let me into the office anymore. I really literally have my teledoc appointments only. Uh, going forward. And, and so that's a whole dynamic in itself that, that brings on its own challenges. It has its obvious advantages. Um, the, the second thing that I keep hearing and what is totally relevant to the first part is communication. How do you communicate the benefits to employees in their time of need like last year has been? And maybe even in this new age of technology, Courtney, maybe you can discuss from your perspective as a millennial mm -hmm. or even younger, mm -hmm. um, how technology brings to bear on your access to benefits. Yeah, absolutely. So um, obviously technology has always been there. We've always had WebExes. We've always had Zoom available to us. But then we, we approached a point in time where it was mandatory. And actually it made it a little easier you know you had employees who um, we would come out for meetings and maybe they're not paying attention to what the insurance guys are saying and all the details that we're going over and so actually what we started doing was we would have these webinars and we would record them and that would give them the opportunity to um, listen on their own time when they're ready to focus if they didn't hear what we just said they could rewind it and then also talk to their families about what benefits were best for them so I thought that was um, a, a great thing that came out of COVID and something that we're probably going to use to go into the future with clients and prospective clients just because it's been such a, a benefit to us. Um, and then also during this time, we really, you know, we've always been consultants, but it came into to full force. You know, our cell phone numbers were available to anyone and all of our clients and they could call us at any time of the day and we were here to answer and and help them through anything that they needed so um so everybody had so many questions everybody was just grasping for some help right, like exactly. anything you could give strategically just basic like right practical information was so desperately needed mm -hmm. absolutely you know Courtney I have a second question mm -hmm. for you mm -hmm. you know when we look at the younger profile you know when businesses are really paying attention to attracting and retaining top talent you know we we know that the bulk of the workforce obviously is going to be the younger profile I think it's you know in especially in the in the human capital management space technology is paramount for example if um, someone right out of college is looking to apply for a job if they have to fill out a paper application they're bypassing that right so in that same vein if a young woman is hired by a Gallagher and 
you do, you don't see that the Gallagher's got the technology to help you onboard with your benefits, elect certain coverages. I would think that for a young professional, that's probably a turnoff. Am I am I right by saying that? Yeah, just because I would say that um, our generation and younger generations, we want it now, and that's when social media comes into play and um, all the things like that. So. When you're electing your benefits, yes, a, a Ben Admin system makes it so much easier to go in there and just a click of a button and, and you're enrolled in your benefits. So instead of going through the whole application, I mean, people get turned off when I send them an, an eight-page application. <laughs> so um, the Ben Admin system has definitely been beneficial during this time. Absolutely. Good point. Good point. You know, Wayne, I'd like to... Uh, shift to a question that comes up all the time. It seems like what's really um, becoming very important is the, the benefit consulting side of employee benefits. And what I mean by that is the ability for a company like Gallagher to come in to a, to a business, whether they're a client or not, and say, let us sit down and help evaluate your, your, what you're currently getting from an employee benefits perspective and at least provide some type of counsel as to either what's missing um you know are there any gaps financially because if anything it's you know like philip you said a minute ago it's 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 the second probably highest cost of any business behind their labor so what is what is gallagher doing on the consulting front to kind of stay at the head of the game against you know uh other you know big time agencies so gallagher just to back up on uh give a little history on gallagher gallagher is the third largest brokerage in the world um, so we have a global presence internationally, but we we pride ourselves in our local presence. Uh, we're able to still provide the service that um, you know a, a two-company organization like my dad and I had for many years um, before my brother got in the business with us. So we had a three-man business, and we prided ourselves in being able to go in and have a local service and provide that cell phone number that somebody can call me on a weekend. Um, if you can't get a, a pharmacy, you have a pharmacy problem or you can't get into a doctor's office, people call us on the weekends. People call me at nighttime, and I welcome that because that's what we need to be there for. That's what we get paid to do. Um, on a consulting basis, um, in, you know, in the old days, uh, 15 years ago, I, I would have for a company a, a spreadsheet, and we would show some benefits and some prices, and that's all we did. Nowadays, we're such a holistic approach with Gallagher um, we, we take in all aspects, you know, the, for, for an employee, um, we, we take in a, the whole holistic approach of a well-being of career, financial, um, just the whole, the whole picture of what an employee needs to have. So we're not just providing benefits at rates now. We're now providing benefits and teaching people how to make use of all your benefits, how to, how to really have a good retirement plan where that's not my specialty, but we have a specialty within Gallagher, within our different specialty areas that I can call in a specialist. I don't have to be an expert in every aspect because Gallagher's got a specialist in every area that needs to be there. Um, and that's why we were attracted to Gallagher. Every person that you talk to within Gallagher is a W-2 employee of Gallagher, so we don't point outside as a, at a mistake. Um, so if we have a HR consultant besides Philip um, within Gallagher, um, <laughs> she's a W-2 employee, and they are wonderful. Um, they help us through a lot of issues that our clients may have, and they actually have projects that they can come in and help our clients with. 
whether it's um, doing a uh, an employee audit, whether it's doing a dependent audit, or whether it's doing um, just coming in and doing salary audits. Um, a lot of times you don't know if your salary is competitive to the man down the street. Um, and that's, you know, we have some benchmarking surveys. Um, Gallagher's got one of the largest. And um, we're able to access the benchmarking data and we're able to show you um, what people in like industries or like areas. And we can really drill it down to specifics and really help you out. Um, like Philip said, um, it's the second largest um, piece to next to uh, payroll, usually. Um, but it's also probably the first question. Um, a lot of times they don't ask, how much am I going to make? It's what are my benefits? Um, and a total reward statement is so important because a lot of times employees don't know how much an employer spends on their benefits. We think that's a very important piece where somebody may be making $15 an hour at your company and they can make $18 an hour down the street but have $10,000 more at benefits. It's a good a good way to look at your benefits package. And if you look at it and back it up and look at it as a holistic approach, um, that's where we come in with the consultative view of just the whole aspect of your employee benefits package. I think that's, that's excellent. That really is the, the crux of the benefits dilemma for the vast majority of people who deal with benefits, which is the cost and the value. What is the cost benefit of every single component of whatever benefits plans uh, are ultimately settled on, it has huge impact. It has hiring impact. It has employee morale impact. It has health impact. I mean, obviously, I mean, the, the, the real obvious things here are existential. And so what you're talking about today, you know, huge implications, obviously. The, set, the, the, the piece that I want to focus on right now, though, is the costs that matter. Um, costs that matter to the employer and to the employees. The first thing I'd like to talk about is the employees. So when I'm looking at benefits plans for an organization, my question is, can my, and actually this is not just a question that I have, but it's a question that's required by law through the ACA for uh, organizations that are large enough, which is, can my employees afford to access health care through a specific plan? So when you're talking about some of the, th the trends that have come through, like Teladoc, how have those been those cost savings been passed through to employees? Have they amounted to cost savings, in other words? Yeah, we're finding that a lot more people are starting to access Teladoc. And like Courtney was saying, it was forced, but it was always there. It was always available. Nobody knew how great it really was. As much as we talked about it in meetings, as much as we passed it on to the employees, they didn't realize how important and how great it really was to be able to access that. Um, they've got primary care doctors. They've got um, doctors um, for uh, just about anything that you can you could talk. Um, behavioral health, if you have um, some depression, um, they can talk to you and help you through some, some, some different aspects of your own life. If you have financial problems, they can talk to you through some of those things. Um, it's just so many things that, that are available through a teledoc um, that just really that just really helps um, just the, the average person. And it does save money. You don't have to pay your copay to go to the doctor's office. And you, you, you can get your drugs delivered. Some of them actually deliver your drugs straight to your house. So it's the mm -hmm. convenience factor. I, I get a sinus infection, an ear infection every year. I know what it is. I don't want to go sit in a doctor's office for it. Right. I do my annual call to the doctor on demand or teledoc or telemedicine that we have with a particular carrier. And um, I, 
I can get in touch with a doctor. They prescribe me my antibiotic and a steroid. I get it delivered to my office. I don't even leave my office. Um, and that's the convenience factor. Um, and sometimes it's not just the cost factor, it's a convenience factor. Um, and, For sure. And, and it's very convenient. Um, it's amazing so how quickly we would neglect our own health just because it's, oh, it's such a drive to the right. doctor. And then I've got to check in. I've got to wait. <laughs> I feel mean, like you get more sick sitting in the doctor's office. <laughs> yeah, t- yeah, exactly. Teladoc <laughs> solves a few yeah. problems, at yeah. least. <laughs> but uh, just having an employee package um, can save employees money. A lot of times the employees don't realize that if you tie in a couple of different pieces of an employee benefit package, you might be able to pick that higher deductible plan. And you, you may have a $3,000, $4,000 deductible, which a lot of people might look and say, man, that's too high for me. I can't afford that. But if you tie it into some other types of products like a mini med policy or a hospital indemnity policy, those types of policies can help pay towards your deductible. So sometimes those deductibles are a lot easier than what an employee might think. And we sit down and we will go over each one of the um, – aspects with each plan and that's what we really that's what we really hone in on at our meetings and that's why I loved the employee meetings face to face now we're able to do these recorded webinars now which are just unbelievable because we could say everything we want record it and send it out to the employees um, so it's it's one of the aspects of, of recordings that lets the wife listen to it lets the husband of the employee listen to it um, and, and that's something that they never got to listen to I know my wife always asks me, what are our benefits? Because she doesn't hear our benefit. Good luck, everybody. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's usually um, the, the spouse that's at home is usually the one bringing the children to the doctor's office. And they're usually the ones that have no idea how the plan works. So this is an aspect that we can get to the employees and their spouses. And that way they can get the best care. And like you said, some people don't go to the doctor because they think it's going to be an arm and a leg to go. And it may not be. Um, if we can walk them through particular aspects of different plans, um, that's how we can kind of help contain the cost. Um, you know, now we talk about different plans. We have high deductible plans with a lot of people are scared of. Um, I particularly like them. That's what we're offered at Gallagher is a high deductible plan. Um, and when we had medicine evolved into these HMOs, you know, back 20 years ago, and they started with the low copays, and it shielded people from what the real cost of medicine is. If you have a $10 copay to go to your doctor's office, you have no idea what the other charges are. If you have a $200 copay to go to an emergency room, you don't realize that emergency room is probably a four or $5,000 visit. And if you knew that, you might think twice about taking a child that has pink eye to the emergency room after hours, because that's the only place you can go where you could do a teledoc and save that that whole deductible or copay. So just knowing how to use your plan is another way of saving some dollars for the employer, the employees. You know, Wayne, we talk a lot about strategy. And what I feel like is probably on the minds of HR professionals and some business owners, especially as we kind of forecast out of COVID, is really the strategy for employees to attract talent. The labor pool is going to be flooded with top people at this point looking for a job, um, how, you know, if, if you consider 20 years ago, when you went to um, apply for a job, and let's say you got the job, I remember on the sheet it was your salary is X, you get, you know, health and medical, maybe a, a couple of voluntary, and that was it. But I think what the strategy for business owners is going to be, how do we incorporate this 
employee benefits. So it not just, yes, we offer health insurance, but what is it inside of the benefit plan that is ultimately going to benefit me, the employee? Because as competitive as the, the employee landscape is going to be, what would an HR professional need to do if they really want this person to come work for them? How are they outlining not just the, the salary and the vacation and everything else, but hey, here's what you're going to get with us as an employee from a benefits perspective and how that what does that mean to you compared to what you have today? Like what is Gallagher doing to help HR professionals in that in that realm? So uh, first of all, my suggestion would be is know your competition. If you know what the guy down the street is offering his benefits and pay, you can work your strategy around keeping your own employees because you're doing a better benefit package or paying more. One of the two. Um, hopefully both um, for your employees sake hopefully they make more money and get better benefits um, but I have seen before where there was an employee who was going down the street for 50 cents more more an hour but his deductible was like triple instead of having a thousand dollar deductible he had a three thousand dollar deductible and that equated to less than what he would have if he would have just stayed at the current company um, so knowing knowing your competition first is is really one of the suggestions I would have and one of the things that we do to help that is our benchmarking survey. Um, we're able to drive, dive into some data analytics and really show what your employee population is, whether it's a younger population or an older population. Um, you know, may, maybe we do a little study and, and figure that maybe you need to start um, looking around the area and saying we need to do some better benefits. We need to maybe go up a dollar an hour or maybe if we stay where we are, let's increase, let's maybe pay a little bit more towards the employee's premium on the health insurance. Um, so there's some data that we can provide um, with the benchmarking survey. Um, that's something that Gallagher takes a lot of pride in. Um, it's, it's available to um, our employers, our clients, plus prospective clients, um, that they can participate in the survey and then they get the survey for free. Um, they get the whole the whole announcement of the, the survey and the data that's within it. And we can come sit down and drill down on their company for them, and it's a free service for that. Um, that's normally a pretty expensive proposition to, to participate in a survey and get the results. Um, but that's a lot of what we can do is sit down with a company and not only look at your package, but know what the, the people in the area or the same like business as yours um, to, to really dive into that. So. Um, and just to hone in a little bit on that, especially during COVID, everyone was kind of looking around, you know, what do we do? Calling us, what do we do? And the benchmarking survey was a great resource that Gallagher had to offer um, with just little information that we had to collect from a prospective client or a client, and we could give them a, a whole lot of information that, that they were looking for, that they were searching for. And so um, that was a great resource that we had for um, you know, and, and we've had it for a very long time, but is that free? Yes, it you is. Participate. Yes. yes. That is, that is tremendous. Mm -hmm. People pay a lot of money to benchmark. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the other pieces of competition that an employer does have is not necessarily the people down the street during COVID. One of the biggest things that we saw with the employers that we have is the competition with unemployment. Um, that was a big one. They had $600 bonus or extra unemployment. You know, unemployment in Louisiana is a $257 check a week. 
they were getting an additional six hundred dollars. It's eight hundred fifty-seven dollars a week. A lot of pe- a lot of employers could not compete with that amount. So there was a lot. They were fighting not only their competition, but they were fighting the unemployment. And I know the federal government was trying to help, but it created a, a it created a, a, a area where in New Orleans we had people that couldn't they couldn't even hire anybody. There were restaurants that that needed people couldn't even hire them um, because the workforce has just shrunk so much because of the unemployment benefits and, and everything else that came along with all the federal funds, stimulus packages. Um, it's all great things, and it helps people that are in need, but it also dwindles the workforce from people not actually being able to, well, don't want to go to work because they might be able to make just as much sitting at home. Um, and it's, it's something that we saw was a big problem. Um, and I think moving forward, I think you're going to see a lot of less people in an office because a lot of people can work remotely. I think a lot of companies saw that, the remote workforce does work. Um, I'm, I'm split. I think it can work. I think you lose your team aspect of, a, of an office. Um, so in a sales organization that I see, I feel you have to be with the people you work with to really have your team aspect together. Um, but a lot of employers may not need that. They may be able to have a, um, a remote workforce. So I think we're going to see some smaller offices. I think I think the the commercial workspace is going to be smaller in the future, and I think it all came from COVID. People were forced to work from home, and it worked. It worked for a lot of people. You know, Wayne. You know, to tie back in to our businesses. You know, you mentioned earlier uh, that benefits companies are very much in tune with other payroll HR providers, just like we are. You know how. Um, how important, you know, when you look at the overall landscape of when an HR professional business owner may be evaluating their HCM technology um, against their strategy, you know, I, I, I've always had the impression that the benefits end of things should be included in that strategy. I feel like a lot of benefit companies like yourself, they get left out of those changes. Like, hey, we're going to switch. But they don't ask their benefits broker, like where, how does this impact you? And what's the impact on my business and to my employees if I make this change? So I feel like if anything, the HR professionals out there are now realizing that it's, it's not just a simple, quick change. It's gotta be a calculated change that is communicated across all lines between payroll provider, benefits provider, and then overall organizational strategy. Give me an idea of what, what Gallagher can do to help with with that process with HR professionals? So we do sit in a lot of the meetings nowadays. Um, you know, in the past, it, it wasn't. We, we were not sitting in those conversations. I think within the last few, maybe year or two, um, we do spend a lot more time in those processes of talking to the payroll companies. Um, it's important because of the BIN admin systems that we are putting in place now. They have to have connections to the payroll companies. It has to have connections to the to the insurance companies. Um, if you have uh, one employer may have six different companies, including their payroll, we have to have it simplified for the HR professionals so they're not sending applications like in the past to six different companies. Um, I'm, I'm old enough to remember that we used to fax everything in. Um, I don't know if, if anybody knows how difficult that was, but we would have to fax in applications. Nowadays, we can hit one button, and a BIN admin system feeds to payroll. It feeds to the different insurance companies. 
It feeds to a Cobra vendor or a state continuation vendor. Um, and it really does connect everything. The BIN admin system is like the, the wheel and we're just all the spokes that really tie back to the BIN admin system. Um, you know, one of the larger cases that we work with uh, CPS on, um, it, it's got a, a whole, it's got a bunch of different locations that would be difficult if we didn't have a BIN admin system. And it ties right into the HR, it ties right into CPS, and we're able to do one button, and when somebody's terminated, it gets sent off, and the, the COBRA vendor or the, the state continuation vendor then can process, the insurance company can do the process, and then the company can update in their payroll system all with one click of the button. And I think, like you're saying, I think that's more important now. Um, one of the other crossover pieces that we've seen of late is for a lot of payroll companies are getting into the um, business of property casualty. Um, that's another specialty area of Gallagher. Um, and one of the workers' comp is a piece that is a very important piece. Um, but if you're not talking to your, your benefits broker, um, you may have a, a loss in coverage. Um, if you have excluded an owner from workers' comp, that could be no coverage for their health insurance on the, uh, in their benefits package. So a lot of times we want to make sure that in a workers' comp piece that if you're excluding the owners, it's an insurance company that will cover them on 24-hour coverage. We have seen a hole in a lot of people's benefits packages. Um, you know, you can have a situation where an owner is only saving six, $7,000 a year on workers' comp, but then they have no coverage for their health as long as they're at work. Um, I think that's a dangerous proposition, and that's one of the things we pride ourselves with at Gallagher. If we have a joint client, we meet regularly with the property casualty folks to be sure that there's no lapse of coverages or holes. And, um, and it even goes over to some of the payroll companies that do workers' comp. So like you're saying, you have to have everybody in on, the, on, on the, every meeting to know to make sure that we're all connecting. Um, and it's different companies. Um, we, you know, you've got your payroll system, you've got your insurance companies, then you have your broker. Um, and I think that's really where we become the quarterback, really to help out um, connect everything. Um, so that's where we really pride ourselves um, over at Gallagher, is really be able to connect all of the dots for our employers. Awesome. So Wayne, Courtney, before we wrap up, I got one last question, and you both can answer this. Um, Ole Miss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If if I'm a business and I'm listening and I'm thinking of, of considering, you know, I'm not happy with my current benefits provider. I'm looking to make a change. Where is Gallagher offering the most value to businesses? You want me to take that, Gordon? Yeah, you can start. Okay. Okay. I'll add on. So Gallagher, um, if, if we have an opportunity to talk to an employer, we are not a high-pressure type of sales people we want to sit down with you if it makes sense for us to help you look through the process we love to sit down and go over the process with you we can look over all the different avenues of your policy um, and if it makes sense and you're doing a good job where you are then then we say you're doing a great job your agents doing a great job um, but most of the time we can sit down with you and there's things that you don't know that you don't know um, and we like to sit down and really go over all of the aspects. So one of the big meetings we have with each employer is an annual review. We sit down um, and we treat a new employer 
as a new as an old client doing an annual review so we will go down every aspect of of, of a client review and we go down every line item to make sure that you're covered the way you think you should be covered um, sometimes when you're going through there you don't realize things that aren't there or aren't covered um, so we we really do pride ourselves on, on really kind of diving in with you and um, you know under 50 employees um, the the rates are the rates um, it's really what the service comes in and really how you can make the most out of those benefits um, the, the under 50 is what we call community rated it's a set rate um, in the state of Louisiana for, for policyholders and um, it's it just depends on what your census population is um, what your rates gonna be it has nothing to do with underwriting um, so it really is no trick to the trade other than on the rate side other than what we can do to tie it all together and that's really where a Gallagher comes in uh, we're able to take all of your pieces put it together for you we put side-by-side -side comparisons and um, we, we tie it all together let you look at it in a pretty picture um, and we give you the ideas of where we think there's some holes um, where your weaknesses and where your strengths are um, we'll come up with uh, some ideas and some strategies for you uh, which is particular to each company um, and as we go through um, you know a lot, a lot of HR folks in New Orleans know what they're doing so a lot of times you may have a perfect uh, benefits package um, but we may have an idea just to increase it a little better um, so I know that we've got some great organizations in New Orleans that uh, HR professionals are all part of um, that they're able to bounce ideas off of each other one of the other things that we do do during the year um, is we like to have roundtables. Um, we may get a couple of different employers together, um, whether it's a client or a prospect, but we try to do it within the same industry, and they can bounce ideas off of each other, um, which is a really, um, it's really neat to see um, when an employer talks to another employer, another HR professional talks to the other HR professional and says, man, I know what you're talking about. This is exactly what we're going through. This is how Gallagher helped me. So just hearing it from a, a current client helps out a lot too. Um, so did I miss anything, yeah. Court? Just to add on to that, something that really drew me to Gallagher was the service side. Um, this global company, and, and like Wayne said earlier, with this local feel and local presence, and um, that's something that I've admired about this company. Um, each, each organization that we deal with is unique, and we're here to listen to what you need, to listen to what you want, and um, we're confident that we have the resources to back it up. So that is something that, that I love talking about and Wayne loves talking about is really the service side. Yeah, and, I, and you know, I'll, I'll add to that as, um, as a working partner of you all and, and Wayne, uh, we've known each other a long time, um, been doing business together for a while now. You know, I think that's super important to have a great relationship with your partners because without that good effective communication, you're gonna miss some things with your clients, whether they're mutual or not, right? right. You know, um, we're gonna wrap up the podcast here in a minute, but I do wanna say thank you, Wayne and Courtney and Philip, for joining today. This was great. I think benefits is a huge topic that's on everybody's mind. But uh, one takeaway from me that I think if you're listening to this podcast, you know, the fact that Gallagher is willing to do these benchmarking surveys um, at, at no cost to me is a no-brainer. So if you're a business, you're an HR professional, you have been 
considering evaluating whether or not the benefits you have today are adequate for your business, take them up on that offer. You know, if you, if you want to get a hold of Courtney or Wayne, um, we certainly can help with that. Um, Wayne and Courtney, you know, I, I know you all are, are easily accessible uh, with cell phones and whatnot and here, here in the New Orleans office. But um, that's going to wrap up the podcast today. Thank you, everyone, for joining. We look forward to some exciting more co- content to come. And everybody have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you, Sanders. Thank you. Thank you.